Michael Zuber, author of One Rental at a Time. And uh, something's been kind of gnawing at me today. Uh, I had a great conversation with Laura Morby this morning, eight o'clock. And one of the things we did is we talked about mistakes new investors make. And what I've been thinking about all day is I've been trying to come up with a list of the top five things I have made. I have seen other new investors make. And frankly, I've seen experienced investors make. So I thought I would do this live stream just so it would frankly get out of my head and I can move on with my evening. So real quick, here are the five kind of what I see when it happens. And the first one is you're emotionally involved. When you get involved in real estate investing, when you are looking to buy for cash flow, you're looking to buy a flip, sometimes emotion gets involved. Right? Sometimes we may get in a competitive bidding war, we may write a great offer, we negotiate, it becomes good, then it becomes average, or heaven forbid, we overpay and create a bad deal. Sometimes we look at properties and we get emotionally attached for other reasons. Hey, it's on the street name that I grew up on, or it has the same house number as something else. You just never know when emotion can get involved into a real estate investment. Now, I'm not talking about owner occupants or your, your primary home. Those are very different reasons. But when you're a real estate investor, it really should be a mathematical equation, right? Am I doing this for cash flow? Am I doing this for a certain yield or cap rate, cash on cash, or am I going to buy it for a flip and what kind of margin do I want? So that is number one. Number two is something I see a lot of new investors make, but believe me, I have seen some experienced investors make this same mistake. And that is you follow others nearly blindly, right? You go to a real estate meetup, you find a particular bigger pockets or YouTube channel and you're like that's what I'm going to do I'm going to do what they do and you don't realize that, that individual probably has years if not decades working out all the kinks they may have a team behind them even though they're the only one on camera that is helping them maybe with mailers or maybe they have virtual assistants in other countries right so sometimes when we say hey I don't know I saw Max Maxwell, who's an amazing invest investor who I was lucky enough to meet one time. He has a wonderful story, very charismatic, and he has helped a lot of people in the wholesaling industry. But sometimes I run into people and they're like, I can't do it. I got a full-time job. I got this. I got that. It didn't work for me. Sometimes, you know, if you have an 80-hour-a-week job, and you're raising a family and all these other things, maybe wholesaling isn't for you. Maybe buy and hold, maybe being a lender. There are other avenues. You've got to make sure whatever you kind of gravitate to fits your skill, fits your experience, fits your bandwidth, because there's lots of ways to make lots of money in real estate investing, but there's equally lots of ways to lose a lot of money in real estate investing. So again, Make sure when you follow someone, you follow what they're doing, you, you kind of match the experience, you match, it kind of fits your lifestyle. Something to think about. Number three, this is a mistake I have made personally when I started. This is a mistake I see lots of people make. And that is you chase cheap. 
We think the lower the price point, the better. We think um, the cheaper, the better. And man, you can go broke. You can lose a lot of money buying cheap. When you look at the Monopoly board, for example, right? The highest returns aren't the ones right after go. It's somewhere else on the board. But again, price point, price of a, of a property is only one of several important factors. And I did not understand that in the beginning. I bought the cheapest property I could. It was in rough condition. And then, of course, I had to waste a lot of cash to fix it up. That was really a mistake 20 years ago. We, we ended up with three houses with our cash and we could have had several more if we didn't go that way. So again, lots of people, lots of East Coast, West Coast folks go to the Midwest and they chase cheap. I want a 40K house. I want a 30K house. I want a 25K house. Not realizing that there are maybe some other factors to consider. But I also want to realize that cheap comes in many forms. Another mistake that I made is especially on roofs. I can't tell you how many times I made this mistake. Roofs eventually leak. It happens. And I would say for the first decade or so, I would simply patch roofs. That is being cheap and that is being stupid. Once a roof starts to leak, it is only a matter of time and it's not a long time before it becomes a real problem. I remember one roof in particular we must have patched three or four times. And by the time we ended up putting on a roof, I feel like I paid for that new roof twice or two and a half times. So one of the things I do not do is do that anymore. When something starts to go bad, it's near the end of life. I could technically get another year or so out of it. Generally speaking, I replace it. Because of the band-aid, the stopgap, the fix, it won't hold, it won't last forever, and it will just cause bigger and bigger problems. Number four is something I, again, personally did in the beginning, really the first five years. Uh, it may not be obvious to you, but I'm a natural introvert. I would rather kind of be alone and, you know, sit in front of my computer and that's what I did for the first five years of my real estate building career. I thought the answer was in Realtor.com. It was in Excel. And, you know, I'll call people or I'll call agents when I want to write an offer. Real estate investing is a people business. It is why I put in my course the challenge to meet one or two new people a week. You have really got to focus on growing your network in your chosen area. Having boots on the ground that you can call on, rely on, are very important. The ability to make sure that you can have somebody double check, drive by, do you a favor is great. But also, the more people that know what you're looking for, the more deals will come your way. For example, just today, we got a phone call from somebody who owns a note, a non-performing note in our market. And they're like, do you want it at a discount? They just know we buy in Fresno. So again, if you have a deal in Fresno, California, or no wholesaler or someone else, you're running a probate in another state, but it has a Fresno asset, call me. I'm sure we could work something out. Let people know what you buy. And then another one, 
Thankfully, we haven't done this, but we have thought about it a lot. And that is the notion that the grass is always greener. Maybe you are being asked or you're thinking about other markets. We did. We drove, we flew to Texas. We flew to Nevada. We went out to Colorado. We were looking back in 2007, 8, 9 for other areas because California was too expensive. <laughs> Maybe it's, you know, you're, you're, you're bored being a buy and hold. You want to try flipping. You want to try wholesaling. You think the grass is greener. What I can tell you is being in Fresno for 20 years, we have had to change. And we have been able to keep and grow relationships, but we've gone from single family to multifamily. We, we did one office. We've done one retail. We have chosen to stay in our area. And when one part of the market gets too hot, we go elsewhere. Instead of going to another location where you've got to build another team, more boots on the ground, more opportunities for failure. So those are the five things that really sparked from my conversation with Laura Morby this morning. We had that at 8. You saw videos posted, I think, at 10, 12, and 2. Don't get emotional or competitive, right? This is an investment, not your primary home. Following others blindly, right? Do your work, do your research. Chasing or choosing cheap, whether it's price or repairs. I have made those mistakes. Staying in front of your computer too long. Get out and meet people, either virtually or at real estate meetups. Get out of your comfort zone. Go tell them what you're looking to buy. Uh, meet some more people. And then last, assuming the grass is greener somewhere else. It's not. It's fake grass or it's paint. Every market has their own challenges. Um, you know, stay For most of you, you'd be better off staying where you are and just maybe branching out into other areas. So I'm sure you could think of other mistakes that you've made. And if you want to participate with me, Go ahead and leave a comment below. I would love to hear from you. Uh, I could have made a list of 10, 15, or 20, but I chose just to do five. Again, let me know what some other mistakes new and experienced investors make. I'd love to hear from you. Have a wonderful evening. Bye.